Good morning, 739 on News Radio 923, informative, local, dependable. I'm Andrew McKay. It's a Pensacola morning news. And uh, by the way, we don't mention a lot, but you can still listen on AM 1620 and also on FM 95.3. If you live uh, you know, middle, west, or north of Escambia County, that 95.3 is a great signal for those of you that aren't, aren't able to get 92.3 in some of those areas. Uh, joining us now, we have Mike Wood. He's a public information officer for the Pensacola Police Department. Uh, Mike, welcome back to the show, sir. Thank you, and good morning. Good morning. So, uh, as perhaps not as robustly anticipated, but certainly anticipated, y'all have been pretty active on Three Mile Bridge since it opened the other morning, right? Absolutely, and we're going to stay out there because there's obviously a need. Um, we've had some a lot of speeding going on. We've made a lot of traffic stops. I believe it was 47 yesterday, 34 of those resulted in tickets. Uh, and we clocked a motorcycle doing 124 miles an hour on the bridge, which I don't have to tell you how dangerous that is. You know, no, normally motorcycle riders are among the safest people on the roadway. Uh, but yesterday, that was a, a clear indication of a person that was not thinking straight and obviously thinks that nothing bad could ever happen to him. So, um, you know, if they keep up like that, sooner or later, you're going to read some bad things in the news about this individual and people like that. That's just, just there's nothing good about that. It was totally dangerous. And the officer that clocked uh, this individual had to make a quick decision. Do I go after him or am I making the problem even worse if I try to? So they chose not to uh, to pursue that vehicle. So so he clocked him but didn't chase, didn't couldn't call ahead. There was no practice. So that person wound up getting with going without a ticket. No, yeah, there wasn't a stop made. We can call ahead, uh, you know, other units in Pensacola if it's going that way or Gulf Breeze if it's going the other way uh, and try to attempt a stop. But at that particular time, traffic on the bridge was heavy uh, and it was not it was not worth uh, trying to, to to get that individual individual stop because we can compound the problem right. if we do that in some cases. Wow. Wow. Yeah, that's frustrating. And did I I thought I heard it reported that the the average speed of the tickets that were given was 67 miles an hour in a 45? Yeah, it was about 22 over was the average yesterday. That changes every day. But um, yeah, that's what it was yesterday. So and then the day before we stopped uh, several people in an hour and a half. I believe it was 20 something in an hour and a half. So um, obviously there's a problem on the bridge. And you got to look at it. That bridge is wider than it ever has been before, and we still have one lane yet to open. Right. So we kind of fear that it might get worse when that happens. People get on that bridge, especially if you're not from here, um, and that bridge mimics an interstate, and people think that, that interstate speeds are appropriate for that bridge, but it is clearly marked on both ends, uh, and even in the center, that it's 45 miles an hour. Yeah, and, you know, we've talked about this quite a bit, and I've asked a number of officials, what, what can we do to raise the speed limit once it's completed? Not right now. I think 45 is a very reasonable speed right now, given the ongoing construction and lane restrictions. But, yeah, I mean, this this is a 0% surprise to anybody that people are speeding, but, um, you know, safety first, right? And now is – now. I guess you are you patrolling or is Gulf Breeze patrolling the other side? Are you working with them or is this all PPD doing this right now? No, the Gulf Breeze is out there uh, with us and, um, and and FHP goes out there too. So uh, and we're in marked cars and we're in unmarked cars. So just keep that in mind. The car beside you or behind you when you're speeding may very well be an unmarked police car that's going to light you up as soon as you get to the other end of the bridge. We try not to conduct traffic stops on the bridge because it's dangerous. Um, but uh, yeah, we, we may wait until we get to the end of the bridge to light you up and, uh, and things can go downhill from there. So, 
um, yeah, it's a, it's a collaborative effort between departments. And, and I will say this. I know I know people like, – I'm a driver. Okay, I get it. And, you know, I, I have in the past liked to speed. I get it. I understand. Uh, but need I remind folks that when the bridge was out and people were using Garson Point – and that got to the point where the Santa Rosa County Sheriff's Office had to be in there all the time because people died. People died from speeding and aggressive driving on that bridge. Uh, we certainly don't want to have that happen, right? It's already happened on this new bridge. We've already had a, a fatality um, a year and a half ago, I believe, in, uh, on, on this new bridge. It was a motorcycle who was also uh, driving extremely fast. He was unable to avoid a vehicle, hit that vehicle, and he uh, was killed instantly. So. Um, yeah, you know, it's, it's hard on a bridge you have, it's narrow. And when there's a situation in front of you, some sort of danger, it's very hard to get slowed down and to avoid it. Cause there's really not anywhere to go except into the wall or another vehicle, which is going to cause a chain reaction. Right. Uh, that's why speeding is so dangerous on the bridge. And that's why we're out there. Absolutely. Uh, one of the things I want to talk with you about, we had a robbery at a, a circle K that involved a shooting. Is that right? Uh, it was, there was a, uh, it was an armed robbery. I'm not aware of a shooting. Okay, it's, it was an armed robbery with a gun. Okay, sorry. Yeah, East Pensacola Heights, we also had an, another one earlier uh, at uh, A.N. Garden. There are some similarities in those robberies, but uh, as far as hooking them together, uh, being the same person, we haven't gotten to that point yet. Okay, so so in this case, still looking for anybody who's got any information, anybody who might know or have seen something? Yes, absolutely. Give Crime Stoppers a call or call Pensacola Police Department directly. We'd like to hear that information. All right, very good. Now, um, we've already talked with this, uh, with a couple of our other law enforcement partners, but I wanted to get you guys to talk about this a little bit as well because this is such a concern. Um, the swatting, or it was, turned out not to be a I mean, turned out not to be an actual threat, but the swatting threat. And then, of course, we know what happened with the emergency alert system and how that kind of went awry. Uh, But this issue of swatting that I had at one time thought, well, that's some distant problem that they're having in other parts of the country. That's not here. This is here, and it's not the first time at all, right? No, it's happened before. Uh, Sometimes it happens multiple times a week, but uh, it's a very serious offense that we will take that we do take seriously and we will go after the people that cause this and it's easier now easier nowadays to trace phone calls than it's ever been before because of the way things run digitally with telephones but um we're going to take those calls seriously the thing about those incidents uh we know going in that if we have one single call that it may be a swatting incident if it's real we're going to have multiple calls but just the same even with a single call we're going to treat it uh, as real until we get there and assess the situation. Right, which is what puts everybody at so much danger, both you and anybody who might be the unsuspecting victims of something like this, because you know, bad things can happen when everybody's at that level of alertness. Uh, we're talking to Mike Wood, the public information officer for the Pensacola Police Department. Mike, hang on for a second. Let's get traffic on the fives with Gracie Wolf. No accidents to report. I-10 and I-110 are looking good throughout our area. Highway 90 leaving Pensacola, heading towards Pace. Not going to see any major slowdowns on Highway 90. That's going to continue throughout Pace and Milton and 98. In Gulf Breeze proper, expect some slight slowdowns right near Gulf Breeze Elementary and Middle School, but other than that, we're looking good. Three Mile Bridge is running smoothly in both directions. If you see something else, give me a call to the traffic line. I'm Gracie Wolf on News Radio 92.3. Thanks so much, Gracie. Back to Mike Wood, the uh, public information officer for the Pensacola Police Department. Um, I don't know if you heard me talking about this earlier, but there was a case up in Century just in the last couple of days where uh, a guy thought that somebody had shoplifted the Dollar General 
And there's some other details in the case that, you know, may not really matter all that much. But essentially, he thought, you know, they shoplifted. And so he decided to pull out his concealed carry, I guess, in the holster, apparently, which seems like a pretty awkward way to do it. But OK. Um, and held them at gunpoint until the, the sheriff's office could arise. Can and I already gave people a stern warning on how that is not a lawful use of a firearm. But can you just maybe clarify for people who might not have heard that and just tell them, Here's what you can't do with that concealed carry. Yeah, I'm not exactly familiar with that case, but I can tell you that if it's a shoplifting like that, most of the time it's going to be a misdemeanor. And the problem with that is you cannot, uh, even law enforcement officers cannot produce a weapon, threaten the use of a weapon unless their life is in danger or someone else's life is in danger. And, uh, you know, with a shoplifting, uh, that's usually not the case unless the person, of course, bring down a knife or a gun. So uh, just because you have a concealed worry, uh, carry permit does not give you permission to become the law or an officer and take things into your own hands. That was, uh, you know, situations like that are, are clearly um, not legal. And, and that's, a, that's actually a really great note, too, is that, you know, he might think he's being a cop. Even a cop wouldn't be justified, right? <laughs> so you certainly... Uh, no certainly are not justified in in that situation that's uh, that's really a good note uh you guys named david uh officer david Tichetta, your police officer of the year right yeah you know officer she said if you if you ever meet him he's always got a smile on his face always going above and beyond there were three that were nominated uh all three are excellent police officers um, Officer Tachetta is one that the supervisors don't have to sweep up behind him. They don't have to, you know, ask him to get something done. They don't have to check to see that it got done. Not only did it get done, but he went above and beyond. And it's reasons like that uh, that he became the Pensacola Police Department's Officer of the Year. Well, we will take it, and we certainly support him in that. We always like to end with a uh, a cop myth or a did you know. And since we're talking about speeding and I-110 and the bridge and all of that, uh, well, I guess not I-110 specifically, but the bridge, uh, people, I, I know we've gotten lots of people call in and say, you know, PPD's out there doing a, um, uh, a speed trap out on the bridge. Um, all right. So in now Florida does have a history. Okay. There are parts of Florida that were absolutely speed traps and it, it took legal action to shut them down and make them not do that anymore. That is not the current situation. Can you maybe clarify that or kind of address that belief that when the police are radar enforcing that that is somehow a speed trap or inappropriate? Yeah, it's not inappropriate. It's not a trap. That bridge has been 45 miles an hour for as long as I can remember, which was back in the 80s. Um, you know, there, it's well marked. Uh, we will do things like we're doing now and let people know that we're out there and what the speed limit is. So there's no trap at all. Uh, also, we want to make sure people understand the Pensacola Police Department does not set the speed limit. That's done at the state level. Uh, we do not have quotas. Uh, we don't, you know, that, that's, that's been gone for a long time. And the money that we get from those tickets, or let me rephrase that, the money from those tickets does not go straight to the officers or the Pensacola Police Department. It goes to the state level and it's distributed from that point. Which, which again, there were other places, uh, you know, and in the past in Florida. I mean, my grandmother, for goodness sakes, who lived in Florida for forever, she was actually involved in litigation to shut down a speed trap in a small town elsewhere in Florida. So there's definitely a history here, but a speed trap where you deliberately try to uh, entice people into speeding by mismarking or hiding or obscuring the speed limit and then trying to make money off of that, uh, that is not what's going on and that doesn't happen anymore uh, because there's been a lot of reforms, right? Yeah, that's exactly right, Andrew. I, you know, we don't have to 
create traps. There's plenty of people out there speeding. You know, we can get billboards and we can get signs that, hey, police are ahead running radar, and we are still going to get people speeding. We don't we don't have to create traps or anything uh, like that. Very good. And as the data shows, 22 over in a 45 is certainly a dangerous speed. Mike Wood, he is the public information officer for the Pensacola Police Department. As always, Mike, thanks for what you do. Thanks for keeping us safe. We appreciate the work. Thank you.